It's September 16th, 2020, and today we're talking about COVID-19 effects on brain and heart. Welcome to Dr. Vaughn's COVID-19 Updates, the podcast updates you daily on the pandemic. Today's topic comes to us from articles in both Nature and Science, Nature covering the neurologic effects and Science covering the cardiac effects of COVID-19. First, we'll start with the cardiac effects. It does appear that there are different types of effects on the heart from COVID-19, and this is happening often enough that it's, it's something worth actually being aware of. A lot of the studies are actually mentioning college athletes, either specific colleges like University of Ohio or, or I'm sorry, Ohio State University. It doesn't say the Ohio State University, it just says Ohio State University, uh, where 26 athletes had COVID-19 and of that, four of them developed myocarditis, an inflammation of the heart muscle. We also have talked previously about studies that show injury to the heart muscle cells actually being it looks as if they've been uh, separated into separate entities uh, so that one side doesn't even have a nucleus anymore. We don't know long-term effects of these, whether uh, a person can completely recover or not. My guess would be some will and some won't, and we don't know how many. Concerning the, of the 26 athletes at Ohio State that four had this happen, that's, that's enough that, uh, boy, young people are giving COVID-19. It's actually a concern, and a big question is coming up, how hard are we going to be looking for this in people who have had it? Because the type of imaging that's done is not stuff that's typically done by your primary care doctor. So if people don't actually have ongoing symptoms, we're not going to be looking for these injuries. Um, if they do have ongoing symptoms, it may be worth having a referral to a cardiologist to look into this. As far as the neurologic effects, that's much more rare. Uh, we're, we're talking on the scale 0.04% of people uh, who have COVID-19 having these symptoms. But of course, if you're talking about something that's affecting over 28 million people in the world, that could be somewhere between 10,000 and 50,000 people having these effects. The neurologic effects are all over the map. It can be encephalitis. It can be a stroke. It can be a, a hemorrhagic stroke. Uh, it, it can be... Um, psychosis even, uh, one of, one of the um, things they're finding in a number of patients in Great Britain. Again, the numbers are really, really low for the neurologic effects, but another thing that needs to be brought up is there's all sorts of stuff we, we're exposed to all the time, like influenza, and we probably don't have the data from something like run-of-the-mill influenza to even let us know how often things like this are happening from it, um, and we probably never looked as closely at other pandemics or just run-of-the-mill flu to even know that this is there. Uh, the, the, the cardiac effects, though, that, that one gets my attention, and I, it makes me a little more careful in my day-to-day -day activities regarding uh, doing social distancing and mask wearing. It, it's that cardiac effect that's actually mostly on my mind, especially since we're seeing it in people who are otherwise young and healthy before this uh, this ongoing weakness and fatigue and shortness of breath occurred to actually college age athletes. This is the part of the program where we respond to messages sent through the link 
in the description of the show. You can also find the link for messages that you can leave uh, a voice message at anchor.fm slash COVID updates. That's it for today. Please do tell your friends who are interested in COVID-19 pandemic updates to subscribe to this podcast. That would really be appreciated. Until next time, Dr. Mark Vaughn telling you to stay in good health.